WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings and Raycon. It is Jerem, it is Tanner. What's up, bud? Hey, doing doing all right. It's been a weird one this week. <laughs> It has been a weird week. It feels like it's been two weeks since we've talked because there's just some ridiculous news out there. Um, a lot of a lot has actually gone down this week between games and and injuries and quote unquote news scandals surrounding the Blackhawks. Um, NHL, you got Ovi talking about like not you know Ovi's not feeling the love anymore now that the new shiny Ovi, toys is coming to the yeah, uh, so there's there's been a lot to talk about. Uh, let's just kick it off real quick, I guess, with the big elephant in the room is the Corey Perry situation in Chicago. Uh, it's and it's not, but like, let's be living on a rock. Is, Corey, but is it? <laughs> it is a what elephant in the room? No, I'm just saying, like, it, is it a big deal or is it not? Like. Is is it like a situation? Is it something? Is it not something? It's becoming it's a weird. Bigger, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it blo- it's I becoming, think it's being blown out of the proportion. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. And to be fair, this is a situation of, you know, the Blackhawks have kind of lost the trust and the benefit of the doubt regarding off-ice situations, especially with them being, you know, hush-hush about everything. Um. I guess we all will ask that we have to talk about it a little bit. So Tuesday, uh, Corey Perry practicing with the Blackhawks. You know he's been a huge part of this team's offense. You know he was practicing with PK or PP Unit One. Uh, Post practice, him and Bedard are are working on one timers. Bedard's feeding him. Uh, come Wednesday, he doesn't dress. He's a healthy scratch, and it is deemed as a organizational decision. Yep. So that makes you think typically what that is, is you're holding a player out because you're looking to move him. And or he was late to something and then they're he was like, late you're not discipline. playing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the the rumor. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so no. Wednesday, so Tuesday games, ha- Tuesday's game or Wednesday night games happen, whatever, it's over. Then Thursday, I don't know if there was ever an answer if it was an optional or mandatory skate. Usually it is optional. But it seemed Mrazic, like everybody wasn't was there. Mrazic not there? Mrazic and Perry were the only ones not there. And the reason why I'm not sure, 100% sure is because media, Chicago media, made a big deal about Perry not being there. They made a deal about Mrazic not being there, but Mrazic just fucking shit a giant goose egg. Um, eh, that's not... Oh, on yeah. him completely. We'll there was a lot it. of like, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it. A lot of luck. So then that's Thanksgiving. Uh, Friday was Friday or Saturday when Kyle Davison talked to the media because now my days are just blending together. I don't even know when he talked to the media. So he talked to the media, I believe. I, I want to say it's Friday. That- Before Toronto or after Toronto? I'm not sh- yeah, I'm not sure. It might have been Saturday because I don't know if there's a game going on. Anyway, he talks to the media, he says that Corey Perry will be away from the team for the foreseeable future and that it was the team Saturday. Saturday. So it was the team's decision. Yeah. Not right. only a half an hour later, Corey Perry's agent comes out and says that Corey Perry is stepping away for a personal matter and it is his decision. Yeah. So right there, that's thrown some more flags. Like, what what is going on? What's what's the situation? This is very strange. And it's all the players are being mum mum about it. I mean, Fligno talked about like, oh yeah, you talk about the the Corey Perry situation with the young guys, and you you take take this as a teachable moment to learn, you know, how to handle situations like that. So you're like, okay, what the hell did Corey Perry do? And then Bedard talks and talks about how he wishes he was there. They don't know the full details, uh, but it definitely it sucks not having him around because he's been such a big part of this team. Yep. So now there's still uh, very mom. There's no details. It's so going mysterious. Out. It's so mysterious. And of course, 
Blackhawks, you're going to think worst case scenario, given the history of the, of the last couple of years and everything they're going through with the Kyle Beach situation and now the second lawsuit. I'm not saying it's something to that level, but it's like people are going to question, oh, why are the Blackhawks not talking about stuff? Why are they not, you know, giving yeah. information after out? everything that they've already covered up? Like here goes and, another one. It's like and they right. talked about they talked about being more transparent with with everybody about the ins and outs of what's going on in the organization. Valid point. But, but when it comes to privacy matters of a player, it's one of those things that I think in my mind, they probably asked him to step away because they knew something was going on with him which he didn't want to step away to handle because he probably mm-hmm. was escaping at the rink. Yeah. And so they were like, Hey, like you need to take care of this. This is probably something that's very important in your life. And so they told him like, Hey, like we're going to, you're going to take some time away. And in order to like, make sure that he has privacy, the organization said, it's our decision. We've, we've chosen to not have him with us. So that they get questioned nonstop, like, and nobody's going after Corey Perry. Be like, hey, what the fuck did you do? Like, what's going on? Like, why are you away? It's I don't know. And then like the thing too with them not answering any questions, just saying they can't comment on it. I uh, I saw I forgot I saw it on Reddit. I think somebody had mentioned it's like if they start to say no, it's not that to a bunch of things, people will just keep asking questions coming up with guesses until one time you just go well i can't comment on that and it's like obviously that's what it is so as if you just say you can't comment on it for everything people are going to just assume whatever the fuck they want to assume but they're not going to have any clue which people are assuming some ridiculous things right now yeah um it was kind of half joked about and then for somehow it got legs and just was taken off that Corey perry hooked up with a member of his or team members mom during the mom trip funny joke ha ha whatever then all of a sudden there's a screenshot of a screenshot going around that somebody found out that it was bedard's mom that Corey perry had a relationship and i don't even want to know what they're called i don't know an i don't even know what it's called an affair an affair fine an affair with and he found this out secondhand through somebody through TSN. So now it's like you have these ridiculous rumors going around and it's like now you're bringing Connor Bedard into this situation. Yeah. And everybody, because it's such an age of instant information, everybody's like wants to know, wants to know, wants to know. And so like the amount of people that are just going to jump at the opportunity to be like, I found out like this happened is like because people are shit like that. Like it's going to be like rumors being spread nonstop. And it's so stupid. <laughs> so fucking and, stupid. And now it's like, and it's like, even if it's, that's not true, which it seems like it 100% seems like it's not Charlie Ramotis, right? As I say his name, Romeliotis. Yeah. Romeliotis came out and said that it's 100% false. Um, There's no, no truth to this rumor. Carry on. It's yeah, like why, now, why would a TSN employee even know? Like that doesn't make sense. He's not part of right. the organization. But now you're also like now you're fucking with Bedard. You're you're fucking with Bedard's family. Yeah. Like you it's just all this I'm shit. I'm gonna go for, find his mom on Instagram real quick and ask her. Yeah, it's like what the fuck is going like like why do you need to take it to that point? It's like I what? No, I'm just kidding. I'm uh, just like, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll just contact her on Instagram. Yeah, it's like hey, I know. Hey, I it's heard. Like, yeah, I heard you it's... like blondes that played hockey. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's like I 100 percent as brothers. Yeah, I 100 percent am guilty of wanting to know what happened. Like in our group chat, I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? What is going on? Well, but, because of the, the mystery of it, when we're yeah. like, this is such a non-issue, like, why is this getting blown up? And then it's like getting more and more blown up. And we're like, all right, well, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, there was um, an example of a situation kind of like this in the NBA. Um, I can't remember the player's first name. His last name's Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins? 
Andrew Wiggins. So apparently he stepped away from the team and the rumor was going around that his wife was having, was sleeping around on him and that his kids weren't actually his kids. And then it turned out his dad was very sick and ended up passing. And that's why oh, he was, yeah. he was away. And it's like shit like that. It's like, you're going to sit oh, there yeah. and, and, and go off on that kind of stuff. And it's just, that's why I'm really hoping it's not something like very serious going on in his family that he like needs that's like that you know like if it's a family member that's like on their way out yeah was it a shift was it the same thing kind of like with uh tuka rask he left the bubble and people were wondering like what the hell and it was his daughter was sick yeah it's like like, and the the fans were like how could you fucking do this our team is screwed yeah like wow okay like not fucking worth it I guess the moral of the story is bigger things than hockey and, and hopefully this ends up working out, working out and everything that whatever Corey is dealing with ends up being not as big of an issue as it seems. And that he just has got to get his stuff in order and, and, and figure it out. And hopefully he's back sooner than later because I've enjoyed watching around this team and it's been an absolute blast. And anybody who has got, extra time to be like making up shit and, and, and running like that just because it's the Blackhawks like fuck off honestly um, like I guess I was going to ask this before it all started if this was happening on any other team in the league is it this big of a story Uh, I doubt it I think I think with the way the rumors just kind of swirled its way into like this tornado of just a mess like it that's uh, that's what it is. I don't know. If they were, it's also people want to blow it up because like the Hawks aren't talking about it, and then now it, that goes back to like them covering other things up, and they're like, oh, what else are they going to cover up? And then it's like, well, they're just going to end up with another first overall pick, and it's like, yeah, we are, but like that's not the reason. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> we're fucking thirty first in the league, like. <laughs> Chances are we're getting top three this year, so get used to it. But, yeah, I just – it's going to be really fucking stupid when it comes out and it's like a family member passed or something happened to somebody's family and and then you're talking about – Somebody was sick, like really sick, and like he had to – wanted to be – or he wanted to, I don't know, not see them that way, and they're like, you should actually – you know, be there for that. Yeah. There was a tweet. There was a tweet I saw that I wish I saved just because it was somebody that knows that was like, I'm friends with Corey Perry. He is like the biggest family man. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's been on every shift on, on the Chicago Blackhawks, like YouTube channel. Like they followed like fully. No was a big, like part of the last one, but I remember seeing scenes of like Corey Perry being at home too. And like, he's very like much a family guy. Like yeah, it doesn't so, make it wouldn't make any sense. So unless he's having a severe and a career crisis, and yeah, is, he's thirty eight. He's not like in his twenties. Like, yeah, dude, let's just fuck pl- moms yeah. and like clap bombs, bang moms. Like, <laughs> that's not what's happening. Is he pointing? I should at- come out like later this week that it's all true, and we're just gonna be like, well, well, that sucks. Well, I guess we were fooled. What if he was pointing at Bedard's mom after he scored that goal in Toronto? And then he just would... <laughs> a little finger waggle. All right, moving on. So, <laughs> like, I saw you um, checking me out when we were in Montreal. <laughs> how are you now? Um, couple other things that was announced on Thursday, roster wise. Uh, Taylor Hall is going to be done for the season with a yeah, son of a bitch ACL surgery. So in his first year as a Chicago Blackhawk, ten games, four points, two goals, two assists. I don't know why I expected anything else. I mean, I thought he wasn't going to only play ten games. Like it sucks. We have a better chance of getting first overall, though. Yeah. Like, Sabrini, baby. Hey, let's go. We can we can at- acquire more cap, like at the deadline, because that's six million, right? Like, yeah. Um, Anthony, you got 
put on the IR for a groin injury retroactive to November 9th, I believe was the date. Um, so I don't know when he's going to be eligible to return. Um, also speaking to media Saturday, Kyle Davison said that the team is not looking to from outside sources to address the offense uh, to try to fill in spots for those two guys. He says it's just yeah. too many moving pieces. It would be too hard to bring somebody in from another team. And to that, I say, well, there's a guy sitting at home who could come in and and help out and give us a lot of offense. And I think you know who I'm going to say. Yeah, we just opened up $6 million in cap space, basically. Like, worth it. A lot of hot dogs. Hot dogs for Bill, the thrill, the holy Mackinac. Amen. Uh, Let's go. If we can get a a thrill jersey, that's a Blackhawks jersey. Even if it's one game. Come on. It's going to be the one. It would be the one season where we can have Corey Perry and Phil the thrill and be like, this team is looking good in 2011. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Phil Kessel's a three time Stanley Cup champion. That's true. Some respect on his name. Oh, does that does the Taylor Hall first overall like coincidence apply if he's injured? Yeah, I mean he's still on the team. Okay, perfect. I forgot that we have that power with us now too. Yeah. So that's what people forget when they get all pissed off that the Hawks are going to get first overall again. It's because we have the first overall magnet. Yeah. And hey, we're not going to need it again. For the next three years anyways so it's like it, we'll just get the two and five years out of the way and then yeah. we'll call it Home. a day um i like the they're not looking to bring anybody in though just because it gives the guys the team's very young so it gives a lot of guys a lot more ice time um and you'll really start to see like who's gonna fucking start running away with it which, yeah, and it's speaking of going into a, the games. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of sink or swim right now. Um, and I still don't know if I like it as much, but you know, it is what it is, and we'll see what happens. And there was three games played this week. Uh, in my mind, there was only two because Blackhawks did not show up on Wednesday. They were probably a little black ones, blackout Wednesday, a little uh, start a little early for them. Yeah, right. Columbus just comes into this one on a nine-game losing streak, so it was written in the stars who was going to win this game. Not only nine-game losing streak, but they had just sat Patty Line A and dropped Kenton Johnson down to the AHL. Who was fucking tearing it up down there. got like 15 points in 10 games. It's ridiculous, including an awesome shootout goal. Yeah, I wonder if it's just they're just having bad luck because it it honestly feels like they probably just had bad puck luck because it all sprang back their way during this game. They had such good puck luck. So that was a four game. So basically with the Hawks losing this game, that's that was a four game streak of helping your opponents snap a losing streak. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. My one highlight of this one, because I kind of, like I was telling you before we started recording, me, Noli, and my brother were indoor golfing, and every time I looked up at the screen, goddamn Blue Jacket scored, so I stopped paying attention. But I did see my highlight, Connor Bedard, fucking Rish shot. Yeah. Oh. He's pretty Tenth goal of the season. Tenth goal of the season. Yeah, it's pretty good. Let's go. Um, you were defending Morazic a little bit in this one. Well, <clears throat> there are some goals that were just terrible bounces, or like he got a lot of it and it still squ- like squeaked through. Like both Boone Jenner goals were just it went off of him and in. He just wasn't getting. He had the worst luck, is basically what I was saying. And like I was just like, he, it's not on tonight. He's not. It. It's not him. It's just yikes. Because he, the way he's played the entire season so far has been so on fire. And then this one was just like the most opposite you can get, which is great. Because you know what? Get like an extremely cold game. Just one really terrible fucking game out of the way and get back to where you are rather than a streak of cold games. So like I would I hope like he gets back to like some solid hockey next time he plays, which I'm upset that he didn't play against St. Louis, but after the showing that he had against Columbus and then Arvid fucking winning against Toronto, then you're kind of like, all right, well, 
You gotta run the hot hand with that one. Yeah, which I mean we'll get to that one in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that one in a second here. Um yeah, so he only faced seven or eighteen shots in this one, stopped thirteen of them, seven two two save percentage. Arvison didn't do much better. I mean, six for eight, not saw a lot, seven fifty save percentage. I think he let in one of the first shots he saw too, didn't he? Yeah, it, it was one of those games, man. Like everything was going in. They the defense wasn't doing too hot because there's a lot of pucks just in the fucking slot, man. Like so many pucks just in the slot. They were having a tough time breaking out of the zone a lot of the times, too. It was just like, Jesus, this looks not not good. It was not a good game for anybody. Yeah. Um, Zach Rowinski, four four assists for Columbus. Uh, Fantilli with an assist on Patrick Laine's goal. I bet you that goal fucking felt fantastic for him. Yeah. Fantilli, yeah, that goal. That was a, a great pass, too. I think it's so good. I look, man. Reese Johnson got on the board. That made me happy. Jason Dickinson. It was just a preview of what was to come next game. Next game. Let's just move into it because I got nothing else to say on this. Yeah, it's show. it just kind of was. It wasn't a good one. <laughs> oh, for but four it, on that power play too. By the way, with it's the new crazy because like they were like the Hawks didn't play well, but like. It definitely should not have been seven to three, man. Like it was probably closer to like four to three at the most. Like I said, they just it seemed like they just got a lot of good puck luck. I mean the Hawks outshot them 36 to 26. 50 50 on the faceoff draw. I mean, hey. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty solid. So then coming into Friday's game against Toronto, I was a little nervous. Did not think, uh, you know, the Hawks are ready to respond after getting their dicks kicked in. And then Toronto coming in fresh off of the the games in Sweden, looking for a little bit of revenge after losing to the Hawks earlier in the season. In Toronto. In in Toronto. And boy, um, Toronto came out fucking buzzing. Yeah. First period outshot him 15 to six. I think at one point it was like 15 to three in shots. That makes sense. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, Nate Robertson, Robertson gets on the board first for them. Matt Stone, that, was a, re- that was a great pass by Domi for that goal yeah. too. It went Domi like right over a game. couple of Hawk sticks. It was literally like two on four in the zone and he, he made it through everybody and Robertson had a pretty nice and easy goal there. Uh, Jason Dickinson ties it up though uh, with a fucking beautiful shot yeah absolutely fantastic one one two goals two games how you doing kid let's go uh then it was all toronto for the second period 17 seconds in yarn crook scores a minute 17 uh, a minute 17 sorry uh to scores to make it two to one uh and then a couple minutes later you let reese johnson or, wow jesus christ brian <laughs> reeves Get his first goal of the season. I think his first point is Toronto, too. Yeah, um, I don't think he's gotten assist. I know Leaf fans are kind of over him in this experience already. When you got him signed for a couple more years. You get um, used to it. So that yeah. makes it 3-1. to one, And then to cl- about halfway through the period, Jason Dickinson gets his fifth of the season, second of the game, another Beautiful wrist shot. Uh was unassisted, but there was some great work by uh oh, who was it on his line? Was it Boris? Is, it his, is Boris oh. on his line? It might was be it Boris that would nice well, little is oh shit. I'm getting the lines like jumbled up on the third and fourth lines. Cause I think the third or fourth, either one, I think it's Kachuk with Reese and Donato. Or is it Donato with Dickinson? Oh, no, Joey Anderson. It was Joey Anderson. Joey Anderson, Joey Anderson was forechecking, like, unbelievable that game. And he was yeah, able to. Yeah, he was to... everywhere. He was, he was on Toronto before we got him. So, like, yeah. I'm sure he wants to play them pretty well. But he didn't get an assist on that one. But he no, didn't get an assist on the first one. He but kind this... of caused, like, the, co- the them to cough it up. Yeah, and it led right to Dickinson, uh, Dickinson. Felino, and Anderson is the one line. Yeah, and then Kachuk, Donato, and Reese Johnson is the other. Yeah, Anderson was just huge with that. Um, 
And then the third period starts 15 seconds in. Who do you think is going to tie it up for the Blackhawks? Oh, maybe Mr. First Career Hat-Trick, Jason Dickinson. All of his goals, he shot short side, too, which was hilarious to me. Like, he squeezed them all short side. And I was like, buddy, there's so much net on the other side there. He's just like, no, going fucking this little tiny sliver of an area. Samsonov's not good. No, he's not. And that was my favorite part during our text chat. It's just, (laughs) we were like, you guys bet on every game that day and everybody took Toronto and then Toronto comes out fire and scores one goal and Noli's just like, oh yeah, I'm not worried about the Hawks winning this one. I go, well, Samsonov's in that. (laughs) He's like, good point. That's what happens. (laughs) So then we go to overtime. Actually, probably one of the most entertaining overtimes in a minute. I was losing it during that overtime. Oh my God, how exciting that was. I thought Nylander won it. I was I thought it went bar and then back bar and out. That's what I thought too. But he had every and almost every other bar but it. He hit every yeah, he hit all the red ones. A <laughs> uh, lot of back and forth action. Bedard controlling the play towards the end there. Uh he was the one that took the shot that missed the net, right? Yeah. Misses the net, hits the glass, bounce off Samson off, sitting there. And who comes in? Jason no. Kevin Korshinsky comes in, one hands, knocks it in. Yeah, Hawks the one-hander, like, poke that, like, got it over the pad. And it's like, oof, gets good. Hawks win it 4-3 in overtime. What a comeback. Kurashev gets a point, continues, point. continues the streak. Bedard <laughs> gets another point. His amazing rookie season is just going off. I mean, this was a fun game and it, it just made all of it i could think about watching it was like god i can't wait till this team is like consistently good and that yeah. when you watch them you know that they're in every single game oh yeah you know they're never out of it it's like this felt so like crazy. a classic like cup era dynasty game it's like oh we're down don't worry about it we got this yeah like so these few games those third and fourth lines like you said like joey dick or joey dick joey anderson just like really like you can see the energy he's bringing in that game. I'm telling you, man, like Boris Kachuk has been all over the place. And then he drives the play when they get it, when they get the puck into the offensive zone. And I was like, damn, dude, he's looking really good. And I mentioned our group chat, but like I, if they're going to jumble the lines again, I wouldn't mind seeing Kachuk on the top line just because he's not afraid to get into the corners and he can handle the puck pretty decently. And I think yeah. that that would be a great way of like keeping control down low for that top line with Bedard and maybe Kurashev or Reichel. And I don't know. I think it would be worth a shot at least. Yeah. I mean, especially like we were just talking about this team being so many guys out now. It's yeah. like, why not? Like there's, why... Like, there's so much ice time to give like pass around. Really? You're Literally a season long tryout right now to see where you belong in this organization. And everybody and everybody kind of has like one year left on their contract anyway, so it's like exactly our highest um, paid player on the on the offensive side right now is uh, Tyler Johnson, and he's in the last year of his deal. Kurashev and Donato have another year, and then Bedard has two, and that's it. Are you surprised that? They haven't tried to work out a new contract for Reichel yet? No. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, DraftKings makes it super easy to bet on NHL action. Uh, Just looking at games tonight, you have the Vancouver Canucks, who are just on an absolute tear this season that nobody really saw coming. They are money line favorites at minus 162. You have the Edmonton Oilers who are looking to get their season back on track, minus 185. And then you even got the Carolina Hurricanes who are just big-time favorites uh, with minus 258. Uh, those are just some of the odds that DraftKings offers you uh, each and every night. Um, make sure you download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. 
Bonus bet expired 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks with the NHL League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Halloween is over and it is now my favorite time of year. Christmas time is here. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday, Friday sale is going on now. You heard me talk about Raycon products before. Uh, Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality, uh, thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wearing and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. They're... Five-star reviewed Magic 180 cables allow you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with a 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To everyone, get in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early. Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry up now to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. He's an RFA. He's an RFA. Yeah, I guess, but like, there's no rush. You could probably be like, hey, how about like, you want to do like an eight year deal, like four and a half? (laughs) And he would be dumb to take that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, come on, dude, you've only got like four points. (laughs) I rather them not offer him and talk to him until the end of the season than to give him some stupid offer and piss him off. Yeah, he's got four points. I was right. Um, It's just, that's my like, NHL 24, like, yeah. probably get you real cheap at eight years right now. <laughs> oh, I do. Every time I start a franchise, new franchise, I go to all my, like, rookie guys, and I give them eight-year deals at, like, 1.2 million or three. I think I have Velasic signed for eight years at 1.5 million per my go. latest franchise. But what did you think about this one, too, with it getting so, you know, gritty and, you know, after the whistle? Passionate. It was yeah. a lot of passion. It was great. That's why I loved it. That's one of the things. That's what I was telling you. Like Kachuk, man. Like he was fucking throwing the body. There was that one play where like Reeves is going after Seth Jones. Like Domi's going after fucking Kachuk. I think it might have been somebody else. But like it was everybody didn't. Yeah, Reese. Was it Reese? I thought. I think so. I thought it was that other defenseman. Um, forgot who it was that went to the box at that time and re- with was getting at it with Reese. It was Reeves and Seth Jones that got penalties. Yeah, and then it was Reeves and uh, let me pull Toronto's team real quick. I'll be able oh yeah, Domi got away with murder there. Like, yeah, it was Reece uh, Johnson. The La- Lagason. Lagason. Yeah, we're thinking about the same thing, but it was like yeah. Domi was the reason why all that was going on over there. And yeah, Domi well, literally, like Domi hit Kachuk. Kachuk hit him back, and then like Reeves got onto some shit with. Seth Jones on the like the half wall, and then Reese Johnson and that Lagason guy were like tangled up. And then at Domi some point, comes like Donato, like got like knocked down. But and, then like, shit was everywhere. But then Domi came back in and cross checked 
Reese again oh, when yeah. he was down. And it was so funny when they're trying to figure out the penalties, you just see Domi over by the box. He's got his glove over his face. I'm like, it's not like like oh, they can't see me. It's like, and like, it's, I'm like not gonna... it's like the fucking dog that when you walk home and or like walk inside your house and there's shit all over the floor. And you're like, did you do this? And they're like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything it, is normal. It, it was just nice to see the, like a Hawks team like able to get push and push back. Yeah, it was. Just... It's what it, you could see. I think Dickinson said in the post game, he was just like, we had like, there was just a fire in them that, that, that game. Like you can see that there was a lot of playing with a lot of emotion and like, it was great. Like I was like, yes, do this again, please do this against St. Louis. Like fucking get in people's faces, like shove them, fucking beat them down. Well, with that win to the Hawks snap a five game losing streak, uh, then they have Saturday off. They, Sunday they welcome season the... sweep of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Get out of here! We don't need you in this. Let's town. go. Um, St. Louis comes to town. I did not get to watch this. I had to, had to work. Um, so Tanner, take it away. It was just kind of a disappointing game. After that Toronto game, man, I was like, yes, this will be such a good, a good game to carry on. And that's the problem is that, like, that's the problem and the good thing with this team. They have a very short-term memory, like a very good short-term memory where they forget about their losses pretty quickly and move on to the next one. But then they also forget about their wins and what they did right and then move on to the next one. And just like, God damn, man, like what happened to like the emotion and like the passion of just like you know get get the fucking fire going because it didn't feel like it was there. Yeah, I'm trying to. But they went out. back with Soderblom this game, and he made some good saves. The Hawks just like it's another game that they just like didn't really show up to play at the at the beginning. Like they get down early and stay down. Well, here, so t- kind of talking about like you know you're coming off one thing and then you know disappointing the Nets game but Nick Foligno talked after the game and he talked about the inexcusable start he says disappointing he goes I didn't like our start we talked about this it's building winning habits in here and understanding what those are I understand in the sports where a lot of cliches get thrown around like words buzzwords but there's a definition behind a lot of them and commitment behind it and that's where they have to learn or we have to learn here it's just how you do it over and over again and we talk about it sometimes it's not fun or exciting but it's just how you win games in this league and tonight we gave them those goals in a lot of ways right we're not over checks we're not reloading and then boom 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 they're back in the neck or, or in the back of the net those wow whoever typed type this up um and then he just was sinner saying is like your hair should be on fire with this whole year because you are can be a big part of building this and being a part of the future. There's no excuse to be playing the way that you do. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, that's a great leadership right there. And it's like, I'm gl- really glad they have him in the locker room to kind of be yeah. like, listen, you're doing great for this, but this is bullshit. Like you need to wake up and you have to get consistent. Yeah. Consistency would be nice. But like, I mean, like I said, like you literally show, all this fire and passion, emotion kind of play that you're doing against Toronto. And then all of a sudden, like you're playing one of your biggest rivals and there's, it's not there. And it's like, what, what happened? <laughs> what, like the guys were fired up. I don't know. Maybe it's just because Jason Dickinson scored a Hattie. And like, that's the whole reason they stayed in that game. Yeah. I, I don't and, know. Like Arvid played well, but like where, where were, where was everybody? Like Donato scored against St. Louis and then Kachuk scored. So like where's the top two lines? Yeah. They didn't, like Korchinski put the overtime goal away, but like that's because it's three on three. Yeah. And the, the top bottom line, I mean, the bottom lines aren't gonna be really be playing. So like those yeah. last two games, like they didn't really show up. I mean, even against Columbus, Bedard had a goal. Who else scored? Dickinson scored. Johnson. Was it Reese Johnson? Yeah. Third and fourth lines. But to be fair, to so just play devil's advocate here. Do we even have a top two line 
No, we have Bedard. <laughs> yeah. So we got Bedard, like... and then Reichel and Kurashev are good enough at the moment. And then the second line is like, please just don't get scored on. Maybe try and create offense. And it's the X Tampa line. So we have the like what two Tyler Johnson, two... Gutman, and uh Radish line. We have three lines and and two of them are our third and fourth line. Maybe two yeah. and a half lines. Or and they just line. they just they gotta fucking outwork everybody. Yeah. Um so yeah, they dropped that one. Uh looking ahead this week, they got Seattle tomorrow <clears> or tonight. Uh Detroit Thursday, Saturday they're in Winnipeg and Sunday they're in Minnesota. We'll get a look at a new look John Hines Minnesota Wild team. That's right. Um December. Yeah, we're into December. World Juniors is coming up, and I can tell you one person you're not going to see at the World Juniors. Connor Kevin Bedard. Tor- yeah, Connor Bedard for sure. <laughs> Kevin Tor- 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 Ugh, Korchinski will not be going. Um, And Coach Kevin Dean had a good thing to say about that. Um, He said he's pretty much going to be sticking around with this team, like people keep asking, because, I mean, he could still get sent back down to his minor league team or junior team whenever. Just yeah. because he played the ten, ten games doesn't mean he he's he's not eligible to go back. Uh, but he was saying there's gonna be a lot of growing pains for sure. But I don't think he's gonna get uh, get her much improvement elsewhere. He dominated the WHL last year, so if he went back, he would just come back with the same habits. And from a year from now, we're dealing with the same stuff. I'd rather get on it now. Hopefully by Christmas, New Year, springtime, he's really starting to make progress with some of the things, and his game will reflect it. The next year, he'll come out of the gate ahead of all of his peers and really ready to grow his offensive game, which is where we're going to need him in this organization. So it's like, I mean, that's a good good look into why it makes sense to keep him out here. Yeah. And kind of like what we've talked about, though, it's like, do you want to be a big You're so much with... more in control of his development? Right. right. So it's like, hey. The, the team doesn't need to have some replacement for him, you know, on the top power play line. That's like, we better start scoring goals here because we're 31st in the league and we can't be sitting there. It's like, mm, that's not the case. Like get him the experience here. He's going to be playing with the guys. He's going to be playing for with or playing with a, for a long time. So like grow that kind of relationship too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it would be completely pointless to put him in, Ex- in the dub. Except failure from this team. And you're yeah. going to have a much better experience witnessing. Like, does it suck that they're not doing well and all that? Yeah, of course. Right. But- it, it's a different kind of suck as la- from last year. Last year was a teardown suck. Now it's a growing pain suck. Yes. <laughs> like, that's kind of what it is. You got to suck. You got to suck before you get any better. And then we can just be just like Ovi at the Stanley Cup celebration parade and say, we no fucking suck no more. Right. A hundred percent. At the beginning of the year, I say, we no fucking, fucking suck. suck no more. <laughs> <laughs> All and right. I, let's. That'd be great to have like Kurish ever. Somebody say that like a Stanley Cup parade. Dude, that would be unreal. Um, let's wrap up Hawks talk here with three stars. Um, oh yes. First, first first star is obvious. We'll just we'll jump out of that, get in front of that one. Uh Jason Dickinson, first star of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four goals, two games. How are you now? Right. Um who who else do you got here? Oh I mean, I would throw Wyatt Kaiser out there. He yeah, gets uh, two assists plus two, 16, almost 16 and a half minutes time on ice. Uh, you want to give him I second mean, or third? I can, like, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> third, go third. Okay, and and then I would go like Donato too. All right, um, those are three stars of the week. All right, let's. Or we can do Korchinski for the game winner. Oh yeah, two. let's get a Korchinski. The kid, Korchinski number two, yeah. Also, he was a plus one. So how crazy is this? I don't know if you saw this. Court, not Korchinski, sorry. Kaiser was a plus during that Columbus game. Man, he's underrated. I don't think he gets enough credit. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, he's he's pretty fucking solid. It's just he doesn't show up on the score sheet, but he's playing penalty kill and he's doing well. Him and Isaac Phillips have been a pretty great pair. I mean, in the perspective of them being like rookies, like they've done pretty well and like held their own. I mean, they fucking both assisted on Jason Dickinson's first goal. Or was that the Donato goal? I think it was Donato. It was the Donato goal against St. Louis. So yeah. they, they combined for the assists there. But Kaiser was a plus two in Columbus. <laughs> he is going to be... I mean, I feel like every good Hawks team has a defenseman who just doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, that flies under the radar a bit, but like it's solid. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Kaiser is a good fit for that role. Yeah. At least for now. At least for now. All right. Let's go uh, to NHL talk. I'm checking checking the penalty kill just for my own. Yeah, do it. Um, So, NHL talk here. Ovechkin came out with a very interesting, uh, interesting statement this past week. Um, feels like he's not, you know, really feeling the love anymore from NHL and NHL fans. He said, we saved the league. Now they come in and I guess we're old news, but we saved it. It's up to those guys to come in and prove me wrong that we're not the best. We saved the NHL. Do you think Ovechkin thinks he saved the NHL based on how many I times mean, he said it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he means it. <laughs> He's also referring to him and Crosby when he says we. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And it's, it'd be it'd be more entertaining if he just meant Balkan because they're both Russian. Right. Oh god. But I mean, he's not wrong. He's not. Absolutely not. He essentially you know the whole thing? It's like so-and-so crawled, so so-and-so can run. Yeah. That's what this is. Ovechkin and Crosby crawled so that McDavid and Matthews could run. And like, yeah. And it's like this next generation. It's like they brought the fans back, I feel. like. Well, I mean, when they, when they started, ho- fucking hockey games were on what? Versus? Or was it still like the outdoor network? It was the outdoor network. Yeah, man. Like, and then they brought the fucking hype. They faced off against each other. I don't know how many times early in their career in the playoffs. And just matching hat tricks in a fucking like Stanley Cup playoff game was insane. Absolutely insane. And it completely changed like the trajectory of where the fucking NHL was going. It took it took hockey from the. The outdoor goon. network yeah but, it, <laughs> but like NBC. from from like the just beat the shit out of everybody hook and hack yeah. and all that to oh man these players are good like offensively they can score amazing goals you got Ovechkin are, are chasing history yeah, yeah it's like they were like the birth of this next generation of hockey player i mean Ovechkin still is like the perfect examples of the old and new game where Crosby's more like the, what the game is turning into, but yeah. it's like they definitely. Besides the fact that Crosby had over a hundred penalty minutes in his rookie year, yeah, that's insane to me. <laughs> that is so over a hundred points in a hundred pims rookie like, season. Good, good for him. He was probably playing like thirty minutes a game too. So, but yeah, I it's like it's hard not to. Not to agree with him, but it's like I also the only thing I disagree with him about it's like it's like like what's he upset about like like where is he not? I think I think he wants to be in the limelight a little bit longer, and it's just get closer to the fucking record. You'll be on TV every night. Like he he realizes he's gonna be everybody talks about for the next like three years because like right now he's on pace to break Gretzky. End of next year or earlier the season following season. Yeah, I think it's more of just people being like McDavid's the best player ever, and it's like, all right, uh, he's really fucking good. Like he's really great at the moment right now, but like everybody's really forgetting about how fucking great Crosby was. Like peak Crosby before concussions was insane. We've said that before too. It's insane to have a career that Crosby has. 
and still have him go down is one of the biggest what ifs. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's insane. <laughs> he missed like, a season and a half with concussion symptoms, came back and immediately scored. The amount of people that would that what they would give to have half of the career that Crosby's had so far. Oh, yeah. And yep, people are yep. like, yeah, man, it should have been so much better. It's like that's the only like, that's like Ovechkin's amazing. Him and Crosby are still almost tied in points, and Crosby missed its season and a half. Like, that's in incredible. <laughs> like, Ovechkin is so good. Crosby missed a year and a half and still has just as many points. Like, that's not and he came back after concussion problems it's just crazy yeah i mean ovechkin is gonna go down as the greatest pure goal scorer yeah ever i mean austin matthews i think has a chance to 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 rival him i don't know if if he's gonna do it i think bedard can grow into it if yeah it used to develop i mean i know it's only 18 games in his career but it's like Based on I mean, the hype, he's, he's on the list the of sample like, size. Yeah, yeah. In this many games in his career, he's got this many goals. He ranks this high on the list, and it's like just behind one. He's all producing. Person. He's all producing with Matthews right now at this time in his rookie season too. Yeah, interesting, but yeah, I don't know. It's just Ovechkin. You saved, yeah. You and Sid saved the NHL. I think if it wasn't for those two, this league, I don't know if the league would fold, but it definitely wouldn't be where it's at now. Oh, it wouldn't have folded. Absolutely not. It's still, <laughs> it would have taken a lot longer to get where we were at. Yeah. That being said, you, you jump started building it do, up to now. Do we have the quality of players that we have now, if not for Crosby and Ovechkin? Because those kids all grew up watching him. It's definitely helped. Yeah. I mean, you're I mean, always you'd still, you'd still have players like Patrick Kane because like his game's not modeled after those two, but yeah, because I they, think a lot... they definitely have a lot of influence on the guys currently in the show. I think they have a lot of influence on guys currently in the show, but I think you're, when you're talking about players for the future. Like to bring the talent that they do. You're looking at more guys from like the Kane era. Yeah, but Connor Bedard's favorite player growing up was Sidney Crosby. Yeah, that's true. Do we have Connor Bedard with Cro- if Crosby wasn't as hype as he was? I think so. I think Connor Bedard wanted to play hockey, and he did, helped. but he modeled his game after Sidney yeah. Crosby. That's fair. Good question. Like, does he work as hard because Sid showed that dedication? Well, I mean, he's programmed to train that hard because he's a robot. So it's, yes, yeah, he the, would. The, the program it, it says, <laughs> "I wrote program, the script." <laughs> uh, in the manual on page four, it says, "Do this no matter like this is how he's programmed." So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting. It was an interesting. That's an interesting take too. I didn't even think about it that way. Either. Right. But yes, yeah, those guys. I think he's right. In a in a lot of the ways, I think he's just pissed because like, oh, it's a lot of people being like McDavid's way better than them. It's like I don't, I mean, he's putting up a lot of points right now, <laughs> but he oh. also wasn't facing off against some of the guys that they had to face early in their careers too, right? Like, that's true. The rules have changed slightly, all like since then. A lot more protection of like the guys like in their heads and stuff like that too. It's like guys were yeah. still trying it like the time that Crosby and Ovechkin entered the league. Like guys were still trying to take your head off at that point. It was it still yeah, you're you're still in that transition period between yeah. the clutch and grab era or what they call there's the plenty of plenty of enforcers still at that time. You know, like they haven't been yeah, they weren't seated out. I mean, yet. Brian Campbell Lays out RJ Umberger. <laughs> Get off the tracks. <laughs> God, I literally thought we saw a murder on t- live TV that day. Holy that's just, that's the kind of NHL it was. You get that a little bit now, but like, God damn, Brian Campbell was not known for hitting. <laughs> you get that now, and there's a fucking line brawl. Like, yeah. you get Jacob Truba to just fucking, <laughs> he was laying some bodies out. How the hell did Truba only get a 5K fine for that? Oh, I don't know. 
I it's it's weird. I think <laughs> stick to the helmet. A little love tap. Full on swing too. Jesus. Uh, last thing I have on my list is we talked about it last week. It was just confirmed before we started recording. The NHL All Star Draft is back, baby. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be the- It'll be the Thursday before the All-Star game, which I believe is February 1st. Uh, There will be four teams, four captains, who will select their teams with the help of celebrity co-captains. Following that, there will be an alumni player of the year or award member of the year type of award. Um, They're going to be honoring the 1967 Toronto Maple Leafs with that. And then following that will be a three-on-three PWHL event. Um, so it's like they're gonna be doing some cool stuff with that. We were talking beforehand. The only thing that this is gonna change for me is that I will watch the draft and then that will probably be it. Yeah. I have zero interest in all-star weekend. I mean, I enjoy watching it. I'll probably watch it with my son. I think that's the cool part about it now, right? Like I have my son to like watch with me. Yeah. And that's the thing, is like the all-star weekend is usually tailored towards the younger audience because it's yeah. very much more like fun and like oh oh, like we're look at all the good times and like you get to see the players like actual faces like at the skills competition you know like see some of their personality skills is fun too yeah that's that's true i like the skills um they're in toronto so i don't know what they're gonna do they're like specialty events yeah but yeah so that'll (sighs) be fun um i got nothing else you know what i mean uh, there was that one, I don't know if you saw this, but like the one story that came out of, uh, so the old Calgary Flames assistant general manager had passed away, right? His name was yeah. Chris Snow and he had, it, this is what I was a little confused because he was part of the Flames, but they brought his family out to a Colorado avalanche game and his son got to read like the starting lineup for the guys in the locker room they were given like mccarr jerseys i don't know the reasoning behind why it was specifically colorado that did this for him other than the fact that chris snow was the one that announced the award for um kale mccarr when he won the norris oh yeah that's cool so i don't know if that was the reason why they brought their family out or maybe it was mccarr's idea to do that too um, but I thought that was a really cool one. So there's like some there's like some Instagram posts on that. And I, I just like looked into it. And I was like, yeah, that's it, it was just a really cool like love the love it when the hockey community does something like that. Like that's Avalanche bringing like their like his family out. Um, I thought was just so awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, man, it's tough. For that family. That's yeah, I was trying crazy. to see like I just I don't know the reasoning behind Colorado specifically bringing them out when he was an assistant general manager for the Flames. Um, I don't think so because I'm I was mixing him because he's there was a goalie that had the same last name, but I don't think is I don't think it was him. I think he was just a he was just an executive. Uh. Oh, the Az- oh, because so the because the Flames were the Flames were playing Colorado. That's why. Yeah, the Avalanche told us they wanted to honor Chris at tonight's game against the Flames in Denver. We were so grateful when they asked us if we could be on their guest or we could be their guest. And then it's like, well, you could tell the answer by their two faces. And it's just the two kids like thrilled with the McCarr jerseys and. Yeah, I wonder. I'm I'm assuming maybe his son just really likes Kill McCarr. But it's really cool. I thought it was really awesome. I love, yeah. It's like hockey's got a really bad rap with a lot of stuff, but the best thing about it is like at the end of the day, I think they're one of the best communities among the major four sports. It's like, yeah. It's like once you're part of the hockey family, it's like you were always a hockey family, you know? Like Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. The the goalie I was thinking of is Garth Snow. Garth Snow. (laughs) Jeez. That's right. I was like, I couldn't think of his fucking first name, man. So there it is. Uh, I think that's it. All right. That's all episode, for this week. 
next week stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion of the chris cory perry story (laughs) yeah who knows god damn um episode 253 what do you want to call it uh it's just i mean is it gotta be cory perry something (laughs) like cory perry the mystery continues (laughs) the mystery of cory perry was he ever really here the the Perry mysteries, yeah. Oh, the Perry files. <laughs> oh, I like that. All right, make sure to check us out on all your favorite podcast feeds: YouTube, WCB Podcast on social media, DraftKings promo code THPN, fifteen uh, percent off Raycons with promo code THPN. Holiday season, get some headphones. You know, nice cheap gift for somebody. Who knows. 15% hey. off. There's some great headphones. Uh, um, but yeah, other than that, you will we'll see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.